All right. Hello, everyone. It's um, It's been a while since I've done some talking, but I figured, you know, with the with the summer coming on, you might, I might, might not want to take a little break from writing as much and start doing some more of these. Um, for at least right now, we're going to be doing some like shorter podcasts, sort of, you could say podcasts. You could also say like audio messages in a way, because they're not going to be, you know, like one hour long radio show like podcasts. Anyway, what we're talking about today, and we're going to talk about over the next few, um, we're, we're just going to say podcast, because it's on the podcast uh, tab on my substack, thomasuay.substack.com. Anyway, uh, what we're talking about now and over the next few um, pods is going to be about transfers and about, uh, and by which I mean soccer transfers, uh, if you didn't know, and who are the top players, what can they do? Where do I think they're going? And, you know, contract stuff. I've We're talking about two players today and two of the highest, uh, two of the more critically acclaimed players in this, you know, now that Erling Holland's off the table. To, these are two very young, uh, exciting players that we're going to get to in a second. But first, I do just want to tell people who don't know what a transfer is. So a transfer in soccer, we don't have them in North American sports. Pretty much the the North American version, like in MLB or NHL or something like that, or NFL, like the version is you trade a player for a player or a player for draft picks or something like that. So both people get something. Now in a transfer, it's not... Keep in mind, this is not free agency. Definitely not free agency because two people are talking about today. One's deal runs out in 2023. The other's runs out in 2024. But pretty much instead of a trade, you get, one club can get the player. The other club will get a fee of money. Now, that money, just to uh, double down, that money goes to the other club. Then they play the pay the player salary. So in the case of Erling Holland, where we actually talk about right now, right out of the gate, um, just because I want to use an example, and this is a very recent example. I believe uh, it was forty. No, it was about fifty million pounds. It was somewhere around the forty to fifty million pounds range, sixty to seventy million euros. Anyway, so that is how much Manchester City is given to Borussia Dortmund uh, for Holland, that which triggers his release clause. On top of that, they will pay Erling Holland £800,000 a week. That is mind-blowing over the next five years. So that's his contract. Soccer is per week. It's not per year. So you're not. So you're probably not going to see, like you'll have to calculate yourself what they earn per year. But anyway, that's what transfers are. Hopefully uh, you can understand and uh, hopefully you enjoy this. Yeah, wants it pulled back. Nunes went alone. Okay, first up we have Darwin Nunez. So I'm just going to pull up no, so I'm just going to read off it. Um, more unstructured opinion though. First, here's some details about Darwin Nunez. He is a striker. He currently plays for SL Benfica in the uh, Portuguese Primeira Liga. He enjoyed a breakout season this year, and he nationally he plays for Uruguay. 
His most likely landing is Manchester United. I'd also maybe might throw West Ham in the mix. They've shown interest in him. A lot of other clubs, specifically in England, that have put interest in him. But it seems like it's getting closer to a deal with Manchester United. So for his likely landing, it's probably going to be Menu. Transfer Market, if you don't know, is a is a great site. There's stats on there, everything about every player. But his transfer market value is currently about £30 million. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that Man United would pay Benfica £30 million for services. That's just what he would kind of be for um, on the open market as a free agent. So it's not totally clear, but you're, we're talking like £30-40 million pounds release clause and maybe even more because he is extremely valuable to Benfica he in 28 matches in the Portuguese Premier Liga he scored 26 goals four assists um 1.18 goals per 90 which is incredible and unfortunately they don't track expected goals at least on fbref.com uh, um they didn't show expected goals for the Premier Liga which was kind of weird but you know, still you can you can't complain when you're given those numbers, right? Like, over, he averages over a goal a match. And yes, the Portuguese league it's not the same as the Premier League. It's different. But when you just put in some of his other attributes, you'll think this guy will perform in the Premier League. He has eight caps for Uruguay, and in the Champions League last year, he played ten matches, six goals, with only three points one three point zero expected goals. Keep in mind. He scored against Barcelona, Ajax, Liverpool. Those are three teams they scored against. So, and played against, um, along with like a team like Dinamo Kiev, which is not a bad team. Um, so we're talking about a player who can really step up under the bright lights. His shot is fantastic. Like this guy has a generational strike shot. It is strong. It's accurate. He can shoot from afar. He can shoot from up close. His finish, his finishing is truly off the charts because you, we're, we, there's a guy right here in Darwin Nunez who can finish and score when the ball is at his feet, when the ball's in the air, when the ball's going off his head. He is someone who is really like he can capitalize from anywhere on the pitch in any situation. He's that good. You can just watch some highlights of him. You see him scoring long range. You see him scoring short range. He had this one goal actually where he used the bottom of his foot and it bounced under the arms of the keeper and then he finished. So, you know, in the moment, he knows exactly what to do, which is amazing. Um, you'd, you'd want that in a player who even... Even if there's no game plan, and even if the plan, game plan has sort of gone rogue, he can adapt to the situation and still score for you. So, the, the obviously as a striker, he's like he's not exactly supposed to pass, but still, it's pretty abysmal, especially if he goes to Man United, where you're probably going to be playing right next to Cristiano Ronaldo. You might want to eventually. Get to passing. Here's this could be seen as his fatal flaw. He only attempted 17 passes in all of 21-22, and 54% completion rate, which is not not ideal. Again, because if he does go to Man United, Ten Hag's probably going to play him 
with Ronaldo or maybe with it's hard to tell. I cannot predict United's roster next year. They have so many people going out. But if you're playing beside Ronaldo, he can. It's pretty safe to say he can finish too, right? So you you probably want you know uh, you you probably want to adjust a bit to work on that. Um, physically, though, he doesn't really have a flaw. Six one, hundred seventy six pounds, and at twenty two you know, he can rub off an injury if need be. So he's, the the thing about him is he has great skill as well. So he, he's good shooter. He's good skill. So he's, he's really good getting into the box and getting three defenders. So a lot of the time they're actually going to foul him. So he's good at drawing fouls. Um, he's pr- pretty physical. He's, he's good in situations where, um, there might be a couple of defenders that are going after him, and he's able to get the ball right through them. Uh, very good w- with the ball uh, in his feet, and he's 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 this. In trust me, in this context, as a striker, this is not a bad thing. But he's very individual. He can do it all on his own. As soon as he gets the ball, he can go and run and do it on his own. Um, you know, you talk about, you see, there's a Highland from the Champions League where he just blazed past Virgil van Dijk right on, uh, on the goal line. Um, he just blazed past Virgil van Dijk, got into the box and at a tight angle, uh, chipped it past, uh, Allison. So he, he's great shooter, great speed skill. He really does have a lot of attributes and he's someone that you definitely want on your team. Would he go to Man United in a rebuild year? I don't know. Again, it's pretty much all Benfica's choice if they want to sell him or not. Another year in the Portuguese league might do him well. I could definitely see his value increasing, um, especially if if you know they can Benfica can go on a run in European uh, soccer. But the, the problem is is that they did not they, they're not very they weren't very good domestically this year. They mainly focused on the Champions League and they crashed out to Liverpool. But it it what it was a good fight. I'll admit it was a good fight. Anyway, that's Darwin Nunez. Um, I put his shooting and finishing ten out of ten, eight out of ten speed. You can really put his passing anywhere as long as it's under five because it's it's sure he doesn't do it often, so it's kind of hard to grade that. But still, it's it's not great. Um, can't mark one defense. He's a forward. Uh, skills nine out of ten. I think just a very good all-round player. Again, he's he's an individual. He's like a team in itself. He's like a team. If there was one, if there was like two players, one would feed him the ball, and he could go on a run. Just definitely uh, one of the best uh, strikers for potential uh, out there. We're gonna take a break, and then we'll talk about. Declan Rice. Declan Rice is powering into the penalty area and he drives it into the net for 2 0. All right, now it's time to talk about Declan Rice. And I'm very excited because he has, over the course of this season, has really turned into one of my favorite England players, one of my favorite players uh, in general. He, uh, I mean, the, the real question is what is there not to say about Declan Rice? So, he really has it all. He is he is just gifted. So 
West Ham, it, it's it's kind of an interesting transfer saga. This is because his deal runs in 2024. So West Ham could just keep him until 2024. But more teams, <clears throat> Manchester United, are continually upping their bids. And I won't be surprised if Chelsea gets back in the mix because he was originally a Chelsea Academy player before joining the West Ham Academy. And he's been there ever since. He's been there for a long time. He's 23, 6'1", 170 pounds. Transfer market value, it's around 45 million pounds. So it's pretty, it's more than Nunez. He's a, like, he's a midfielder. He's a very talented midfielder. Mostly uh, a defensive midfielder. Um, he's he's very good on defense. His tackles are superb they're because they're, they're clean tackles. And they most often put the ball into a space where his teammates can get there quicker than the opposition. So it's not working backward. It is working forward. He doesn't even have to slide either. I have to point this out. He is very good at just poking the ball out uh, through through someone else's legs. And he can tackle multiple ways. And there's probably another way that I haven't even seen um, in one of the highlight reels that I watched um, that he just completely just stole the ball in this embarrassed player. But anyway, this is a guy that he's good on defense and we've established that. And we all know that because we've all seen um, him hold down the fort on defense. His passing though, it's, it's superb. He has incredible um, soccer IQ because he sees spaces and he sees teammates from the back of his head, from the side of his head. And he can, he, he has the whole field. He's got amazing field of vision, and he sees it all. He finds places where he knows he has to put the ball. Where It's, it's like playing a chess match where he's ahead. You know, they always said Wayne Gretzky, when he played he, chess, he was always thinking five moves ahead. Rice is like thinking five moves ahead because he already sees the scenario. If he puts it this way, what's going to happen? If he puts it, if the, puts the ball over there, what's going to happen? If he puts the ball over here, what's going to happen? And and he knows that in his head, he's so he's amazing soccer IQ. Um, the passing from the side of his foot, from the inside of his foot, he's just so so good, um, superb. He's not afraid to get into the dirty areas as well. When there's a wall of defenders or there's multiple defenders, he can just embarrass the both of them. Um, and those are no light words. Like I'm not even you know over stating how good he is because he is uh i mean he had a break he had a breakout year uh this year he was instrumental in west ham getting to the europa league uh last season 2021 season this year they had a bit of a down year uh sort of still european soccer next year the europa conference league um but he was a lot better this year than he was last year i think we all know that his value has increased uh, more so, a lot of people have known for like a good while that he was a good player, but you know he's going to play at the World Cup this year. He already has 29 caps for England, um, and just a just a you know great national, great club that uh, we talk about the passing that 90.6 percent of the time his passes are completed, accurate, right on the player. Um, and he's he's really someone who he, we talk about Darwin Nunes sort of like a one man player once he gets the ball. Rice is a one man player even he can get the ball 
two people. So it's like he would be the person that either feeds Nunez or he can go on a run himself because he scored solo goals in the past. Um, 2.76 interceptions per 90. So there's a good defensive stat. This is actually also another interesting thing. So he had one goal in the Premier League this year in 36 out of 38 matches. Again, like don't, you know, focus on the one goal in the Premier League because truthfully, it, it, it doesn't really matter. Like he's, he, even if I accidentally read it wrong, he scored like two. It doesn't matter for his role to defend and to be a, a star playmaker. But he actually had three goals in the Europa League this which this year, which is interesting. Definitely uh, compared to 1.3 expected goals in the Europa League uh, this year, which is kind of interesting to see that he has more goals abroad in Europe than he does uh, domestically. But four assists in the Premier League, none in the Europa League. So it sort of does bounce out. You, you could say. Um, he doesn't have a bad shot. Speaking of goals, he, it's not bad. It, if he really wants to score more goals, which isn't necessary, but if he wants to round out a, like a, a game where he's just, he wants to be super versatile, sure, you can um, work on the shooting, uh, just get it more powerful, more powerful shots. He's pretty accurate. More powerful shots from afar because he's probably... He's realistically, when there's a corner, he's not going to be lining up into the in the box, right? Like, I I, I can't see him going up for a header, um, realistically. But he he, if he wants to get complete player, he can work on the shot. But it's again, it's really not necessary. Um, he's he is very quick to the ball as well. That defense, he's quick to the ball, um, catches defenders off guard, oftentimes. Uh, he recovers very quickly on a counter um, attack. So, all in all, just a magnificent player. He he's West Ham's captain. I won't be surprised if just because the roles he plays, he ends up being England's captain because he at only twenty three, he's a, he has to be a leader, and I think he's done very well uh, doing just that. Being a leader in a relatively young dressing room, stepping up, it's it's big. He's he's a big time player, and he's. He's a player that can really do it all. If I had to pick one of the two players we've talked about as a starting point for a club, I would pick, um, I would pick uh, what uh, Declan Rice because the the roles he plays, there are more roles. Um, in my opinion, although I know you need goals to win, it's no secret, but I think his playmaking makes it easier for his teammates to score goals and. Um, his defense is also crucial and is essential to, you know, West Ham and having that type of player, they could get a lot of money for this guy, like a lot of money. Um, if they drive up the price, obviously you sort of take a risk because his value could very well go down next year. Um, by the, by the time next summer rolls around, but even then still doesn't aspire for another two years, which it sort of is like an eternity. Like by then there's going to, the world cup will have happened. There will be two more seasons in West Ham, probably some more European soccer. Um, either his game does get better or it does go down a little bit. But again, we're talking about a guy who's not even 25. So I don't think we can really anticipate him getting any worse recently. So anyway, if I had to pick a player, it would be, um, it would definitely be Declan Rice. 
right. Thank you guys for listening uh, so much. Um, again, I, I do really appreciate it every time you just, you know, read the article or something like that. Anyways, uh, what is your team's biggest transfer target and who would you like the most? Uh, I hope this episode went well. I didn't really listen to it back. I'm just starting to get it out as soon as possible. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, uh, everyone. And I guess talk to you next time.